And now for a segment called Just Something I've Noticed, brought to you by our friends at Motel 6. Just Something I've Noticed. There's a lot more yawning these days. Have you noticed that? Yeah. And the bad thing about yawning, it's contagious. Now, I'm not a scientist, but I do know that's true. You see somebody else yawn, all of a sudden, you got to yawn. Do you know what helps to curtail the yawning? How about a great night's rest at Motel 6? Book online at motel6.com. Use the code CPREDEYE to get 15% off your stay at Motel 6 or Studio 6. With almost 1,500 locations across the country, there's almost always a Motel 6 or Studio 6 nearby. And truck parking is available at most locations. Enjoy a clean, comfortable room at a price you will love when you use the code CP Red Eye. That's the letters CP Red Eye, all one word, for 15% off your stay at Motel 6 and help curtail the yawning. That's just something I've noticed. Brought to you by Motel 6. Now. It's Red Eye Radio. Talk about everything from politics to social issues and news of the day. Whether you're up late or you're just starting your day, welcome to the show. From the Uniden America studios, for Gary McNamara and Eric Harley, Dan Mandis, this is Red Eye Radio. 866-90-RED-EYE is the phone number, 866-907-3339. I host a morning show. In Nashville, Tennessee, on Super Talk, 99.7 WTN. I'm on all the uh, socials at Dan Mandis Show. So let me blow through this really quickly. I had a lot of comments on this earlier. If you have been anywhere near the Internet today, you know that Nikki Haley is uh, in the midst of some controversy, controversy. And she was asked a very simple question. The question was about the reason... Why the Civil War began. This is how that started last night. Thank you, Ambassador. Thank you. Please, um, what was the cause of the United States Civil War? Well, don't come with an easy question or anything. I mean, I think the cause of the Civil War was basically how government was going to run, the freedoms and what people could and couldn't do. I mean, I think it always comes down to the role of government and what the rights of the people are. And we, I will always stand by the fact that I think government was intended to secure the rights and freedoms of the people. It was never meant to be all things to all people. Government doesn't need to tell you how to live your life. They don't need to tell you what you can and can't do. They don't need to be a part of your life. They need to make sure that you have freedom. We need to have capitalism. We need to have economic freedom. We need to make sure that we do all things so that individuals have the liberties so that they can have freedom of speech, freedom of religion, freedom to do or be anything they want to be without government getting in the way. Well, that's a lot of words there, man. That's a lot of words, Nikki Haley. And, and here's the thing. There is one word that was missing. And a lot of the media now is dogpiling on Nikki Haley because she didn't mention slavery. And so I'm not sure why it is that she was afraid to answer this, because it does seem like an easy question to answer. The new Republican Party, led by Abraham Lincoln, wanted to abolish slavery, and the Union fought the Confederacy and won. Now, I understand there's a lot of layers there, and maybe this was some of her trepidation, but there's a lot of layers there. Some will say the Civil War was more about states' rights 
But that right that they were fighting for was about slavery. And so the guy asked her again, because he, he's just he's trying to, you know, he's trying to get it out of her. OK, so why then, Nikki Haley, didn't you mention slavery? And I think it's a it was an interesting uh, question. And, and she asked him why the Civil War started. And he said to her, well, I'm not running for president. I want to know what you think. What do you want me to say about slavery? And he said, why didn't you mention slavery? And that's what uh, her response was. What do you want me to say about slavery? And his answer to that question, you've answered my question. And then she awkwardly moved on. And so now the media is out there just crucifying again Nikki Haley for not mentioning slavery. Now, one of the things that I will say, and I did say this earlier in the broadcast, let, let Nikki Haley answer any way that she wants to answer. It is her answer. And if she was afraid to mention slavery because she thinks that that will insult some people or anger some people, well, then that tells you a little bit about Nikki Haley and what she's afraid of. But don't sit here and castigate her for not mentioning slavery. If you listen to that that answer, the first audio bite that I played, it was clear that she didn't want to mention slavery. That was a conscious choice on her part. So that was her answer. And so the guy that asked the question originally, he was absolutely right. You, you answered my question. Now, on the one hand, you could say that it's an easy answer, and that's what I said. It's an easy answer. Why did this civil war start? Well, it's because of slavery. And the Republican Party, led by Abraham Lincoln, they wanted to abolish slavery, and and the Union and the Confederacy fought, and uh, the Union won. But see, here's the thing. There are a lot of layers to that, because also part of the civil war— was the expansion of slavery into the West. That was also part of the discussion. Abraham Lincoln wanted to keep America together and united one way or another. There's also the economic ramifications of the South if slavery were to end. How the South would really be impacted because the South needed slavery for producing cotton. And the North didn't necessarily need slaves for their economy. But but see, here's the thing is that there is perhaps. I'm no historian, but there may be a number of reasons why it is that the Civil War started, depending on who you ask. And now for a segment called Just Something I've Noticed, brought to you by our friends at Motel 6. Just something I've noticed, bargain hunting is back. I mean, bargain hunting's always been around. We always love a great deal. But man, everywhere you look, people are bargain hunting. You know, there's so many great ways to find great deals. Hey, I have a great find in your bargain hunting journey. Book online at motel6.com. Use the code CPREDEYE to get 15% off your stay at Motel 6 or Studio 6. With almost 1,500 locations across the country, there's almost always a Motel 6 or Studio 6 nearby, and truck parking is available at most locations. Enjoy a clean, comfortable room at a price that's a real bargain when you use the code CPREDEYE. That's the letters C P 
Red Eye, all one word, for 15% off your stay at motel6.com. That is a bargain. That's just something I've noticed. Brought to you by Motel 6. What's up, everyone? It's Reality Steve, your number one source for all things Bachelor Nation and reality TV. Every day, I'm giving you the behind-the-scenes juice and your info on all your Bachelor Nation stories and also interviewing some of your favorite reality stars. My name has been synonymous with spoilers, but I'm so much more than that. Give me a listen. The Reality Steve Podcast, part of the Believe Network. Just search B-L-E-A-V on YouTube or wherever you listen. But here's the thing. She shanked the answer because to me, this is a great moment for Nikki Haley to embrace, number one, that it was the Republican Party who freed the slaves. And it is the Republican Party who right now are the ones who stand up for our freedoms and our liberty that makes America great today. That's the Republican Party. Not the Democrats, but the Republicans. It is the Democrats who want to keep America mired in the deep divisions of past generations by bringing up reparations and slavery and the politics of race baiting. That's what the Democrats do. And I understand. Trust me when I say because I'm a talk show host. I get thrown stuff all the time. So you don't necessarily know what's coming. When you are in the midst of a town hall and somebody comes up and asks a a random question like, why did the Civil War start? But what was she afraid of? And who is she afraid to anger and, and, and upset? Is it the southern states? I don't know. Is it that she doesn't really understand the history or is it that it is a complicated and layered answer? It could be all of those things. Again, I really don't know. But when but here's my thing for anyone to go after Nikki Haley for not mentioning slavery in that answer. You're missing the point. The whole point of. People running for president and doing those town halls and and debating and so forth is so that you can get a sense of who they are and what they believe in and who they support. And so for people for the for the media, because that's what's going on this morning for the media to say, well, she should have mentioned slavery. I mean, well, says you. I mean, I will say, yeah, she should have. But she gave her answer. And it's up to her to answer any question the way that she wants to answer the question. All I would ask is that any presidential candidate answer honestly. But you're going to see that all over the news today. The phone number is 866-90-RED-EYE, 866-907-3339. I want to say hello to, this is Lorenzo in Roberts, Illinois, on Red Eye Radio. Hey, uh. Hey, Lorenzo, how are you? Doing great. I love your show tonight. Uh, I'd like to uh, thank you for bringing out this question about what is a true conservative? Because Ronald Reagan probably was not a true conservative. 
And definitely Teddy Roosevelt was not a true conservative, but thanks to their non-conservative ideas, our union is still prospering a little bit today. But we have a lot of people that call themselves conservative, and they don't care to conserve the Constitution. And me, that's what conservative is all about, is conserving the Constitution. And and so and, and let me ask you then, Lorenzo, uh, because I, f- I find your your answer intriguing and interesting. So because you're right, I mean, a true conservative adheres to the Constitution. So but you're also right that especially these days, there's when you're asked the question, what defines a conservative? There's a lot of people who may not be able to answer that question. And that's why I went through, you know, the litany of things that I went through as it relates to Donald Trump, because that's what the conversation was all about. Supporter of Israel, supporter of legal immigration, uh, supporting of law and order. And I just wrote these down. Um, he was all about uh, and is all about uh, dealing with our enemies uh, like China and North Korea and Iran. And so there's a lot of different ways to define conservatism. But at least for me, I think that Donald Trump is conservative. Now, he may not be a pure conservative because everybody has their own identification or definition of what a conservative, true conservative really is. I personally believe that Donald Trump is a true conservative, but I also believe that Donald Trump is a pragmatist and he understands that there is a lot going on in this country and he does define himself as a Republican. And I think that there's a lot of Republicans out there that don't like Donald Trump because uh, he, for whatever reason, doesn't fit their definition of what a conservative is. But see, there's a problem in America today. And uh, Lorenzo, I, I, I believe you would agree with me. There's a problem in America today within the conservative movement or the Republican movement where you have a lot of people who are not conservative who are pointing to the real or true conservatives and saying that they're not conservative. It's the weirdest thing I've ever seen, but not really surprising at this point. But what do you say? Well, I'll tell you, I'm going to throw another conservative out there that might shock you. I think in some ways, John Kennedy was a conservative. He was a gun owner. He respected the second amendment. He wanted to make sure communism didn't get established in our neck of the woods. He didn't want it in the Western Hemisphere. Yeah, there there are a lot of people who look at uh, John Kennedy and, and what he was uh, on the day that he died, and they say, yeah, there was a guy who, even though he had a D next to his name, uh, he was right. actually had a lot of conservative uh, tendencies and principles. And with that, Lorenzo, I appreciate uh, the call and the kind words. The phone number is 866-90-RED-EYE, 866-907-3339. Got a lot more straight ahead. This morning's USDA Farm Report is brought to you by Howes Products. Tested, trusted, guaranteed since 1920. Among the top weather stories for 2023, per USDA meteorologist Brad Rippey, multiple severe weather outbreaks around the nation, which led to, by Christmas, 82 tornado-related fatalities in the United States. We have seen multiple deadly tornado outbreaks this year. With tornadoes reported from January 12th until December 9th. And we saw quite a number of significant severe weather outbreaks, not just tornadoes, but also high winds and hail lasting all the way into 
to early summer. We got a little break, but then we saw a couple of autumn outbreaks. In regards to the high tornado-related fatality count for 2023. That is the most since 2021 when we had that big December outbreak in Kentucky and neighboring states. And before that, the deadliest tornado year since 2011 when we saw a modern record 553 tornado-related deaths. I'm Rod Bain reporting for the U.S. Department of Agriculture in Washington, D.C. This report brought to you by Cenex Fuels and Lubes. Get in touch with Red Eye Radio, toll free at 866-90-RED-EYE. Red Eye Radio, 866-90-RED-EYE, 866-907-3339. By the way, coming up after the uh, bottom of the hour, we'll talk about the latest with uh, Joe Biden, Hunter Biden. Basically, part of what's going on with uh, the president and all of these um, investigations is that now, and, and you remember, I think Matt talked about this last night, where you've got uh, the, the president, he was familiar, and I'm quoting cringe Jean-Pierre, he was familiar, the president was, with what Hunter Biden was going to do in ignoring those congressional subpoenas. So now the big question is, is that an opportunity for the Republicans to find a new avenue to impeach Joe Biden? We'll talk about that coming up right here on Red Eye Radio. I want to say, though, hello to Ed in Vancouver, Washington on Red Eye Radio. Hello, Ed. Thanks for calling in. Hi, uh, thank you for taking my call. Uh, I was thinking about that fellow in California that didn't like Trump. Uh, I didn't like Trump at first. I didn't like all that whack-a-mole, uh, rope-a-dope stuff like Ted Cruz's dad and all that kind of stuff. And uh, I came to realize that that's the kind of stuff that drew out all these uh, Marxist socialist Democrats that uh, are kowtowing to the CCP and the PR, uh, People's Republic and mm-hmm. Uh, I, I think Trump is the only style of uh, politics that could have brought all that stuff out. And I, I think uh, I'm, I've come around to thinking Trump's probably the best guy for the job. Well, Ed, I, I appreciate the call. Thank you very much. And, and here's, part, here's my response to that. Because I'm just going to be honest with you folks. Ted Cruz was my guy. Like, he really was. Ted Cruz was the guy that I wanted to be the nominee for the Republicans. And when he ultimately went by the wayside, like everybody else did, I was not happy. I really wasn't happy when Ted Cruz said, go vote your conscience. Oh, my Lord, was I angry. And so here's the thing. When Trump went after Ted Cruz's father. And I forget exactly what he said, but whatever. I think he called him like a spy or something. I, I can't remember. But I didn't like it. And and, and Ed, I, I'm just going to be honest with you. I didn't like it. I didn't like when Trump made, and I still, by the way, I still don't like when Donald Trump does the personal attacks. I don't like it at all. Because I think that the man was right on the issues and he didn't have to go after people because of, You know, either their looks or, you know, in the case of Ted Cruz and that whole weird thing about his father, didn't really get it, didn't understand it, whatever. 
But ultimately, Ted Cruz came around, didn't he? Yes, he did. So, yes, it is true. And this boy, this goes back to (laughs) way earlier in the program. Appreciate you listening this long. But that goes back to whether or not Donald Trump actually brings the chaos that surrounds him. And I said at the time, like hours ago now in the broadcast, it may have been in the first or second hour. I said, yeah, Donald Trump brings some of this chaos. But ultimately, these days, the chaos and one of the one of the callers said that the the chaos chases Donald Trump. These days, more than he causes it, and I think that is absolutely right. I think that when it comes to what is going on in Colorado, what is going on with the legal cases in uh, New York and in Washington, D.C., and some of these other places, uh, Georgia as well, I think that these are not of Donald Trump's doing. Now, we can talk about the documents case, and we did mention that earlier. I don't like to litigate that over and over again. But the documents case, the most damning thing about that is, uh, you know, the possibility of obstruction of justice. But for the most part, and I and I always use this example and my my listeners in Nashville uh, know this. And so, you know, be prepared, you folks in Nashville to roll your eyes because Grandpa Mandis is once again talking about when it was like the first couple of days. And Donald Trump was accused of removing the bust of Martin Luther King Jr. from the Oval Office. And the the media just started piling on and tweeting and, you know, all of these things and reporting it breathlessly like it was actually something that was verified and real. Well, as it turns out, Donald Trump did not remove the bust of Martin Luther uh, King Jr. He didn't. But not before the media had reported it as fact for hours and hours and hours. That's chaos that was not, uh, you know, invited by or caused by Donald Trump. That was caused by the media and the Trump derangement syndrome folks. Radio from the Uniden America Studios. Now for Gary McNamara and Eric Harley, here is Dan Mandis. 86690 Red Eyes, the phone number 86690733. And this is a Robert calling from San Diego. Robert, you've been holding on for a minute. Thank you very much. Go ahead, sir. Yeah, thank you, Dan. Thank you for taking my call. I appreciate it. Um, first, I just want to say you're definitely spot on about Donald Trump and everything going on. Yes. Yeah, pretty crazy what's happening but one of my biggest things i wanted to see your take on is the border issue and all the illegals coming over and you know the terrorists and everything else that we don't know that are getting in the country because on the news are like showing these caravans of people saying oh they're mostly women and children but they must think we're stupid because you look at the video and you see most of them are middle-aged military aged men that are coming in this country and um, another thing, I have a friend who has a gun shop, and he's telling me they told him he needs to start selling to illegal immigrants. And especially came up because um, 
They're actually in some of the states, which I'm pretty sure you know about. I can't remember the ones it is, Chicago, New York, and I think a few others, that they're actually allowing illegals to become police officers. So I have a little bit of concern about this, about what's going on, and do we need to be worried about some sort of event happening? They keep mentioning like a black swan event. Mm-hmm. Um, I keep wondering whether or not my friend keeps telling me, maybe I should buy a gun to protect my family. Just want to know what your take is on all this. Uh, Robert, thank you very much. And uh, go ahead and listen on the radio. But here, here's what I will tell you. Um, by and large, number one, you tell your friend and anybody else that's listening that for me, my number one thing is always going to be you protect your family, regardless of what's going on. You protect your family. And if that means going out and getting a firearm and becoming a uh, trained responsibly on how to use that firearm. But when the bad guys are attacking your home, you need to be able to protect your family. So that that's what I would tell uh, your friend. That's number one. Number two, you're right. I mean, there's a lot of bad stuff that uh, is going on right now. And whether it is illegal immigration, whether it's uh, these uh, anti-Israel Pro-Hamas people across America, that is another really bad thing that's going on. But sticking with because, you know, for you, your call was basically about illegal immigration and some of that stuff. I'll just, you know, it's in the news and and people can look it up if they want. But for me, yes, sadly, I expect that there will be some sort of an issue that is going to come up that will perhaps influence the 2024 a presidential campaign. But see, here's the thing. If you're a conservative, if if you are a, a supporter of Donald Trump or Ron DeSantis or Nikki Haley or Vivek Ramaswamy, even Chris Christie, if there is a horrible attack and it turns out that it's, um, you know, because of somebody that come across, come across our southern border. Well, then possibly. The American people will sadly then understand what Joe Biden has done to our country. Because you're right in the thick of it. I mean, Robert, you are in San Diego. You are right there. And I cannot imagine what it is that you see every single day. I've got friends in Tucson. And they are right there as well. Now, Tucson is smaller than San Diego, so the illegal immigration there is a little more pronounced because it's a smaller community. And again, that is right there at the belly of the beast. And so sadly, and and Robert, if you listen to Red Eye Radio, you know that the guys uh, talk about this all the time, where you have people coming in from places like China, places like Yemen. I mean, basically, if there is a nation that hates America, you have people that are coming in from those nations across our wide open southern border. So, yeah, we are sadly in for a world of hurt. I mean, every every terrorism expert, every national security expert that I have listened to or interviewed or spoken about. Have all said, yeah, there may be something on the horizon. And that's because of Joe Biden. You know, one of the things that we uh, were talking about earlier was the fact that you have uh, these big cities. And and I don't know if uh, San Diego, San Diego's 
Robert, you're you're gone now, but I'm I'm just going to sort of speak like you're still here. Uh, San Diego, I can't remember. I'm from Southern California. I'm from Los Angeles. I don't know the political proclivities these days of San Diego or if San Diego itself is a sanctuary city. I know that California, by and large, is a sanctuary state. But let's face it. There is a lot going on as it relates to these sanctuary cities. There is uh, in the in the news today. I covered this earlier where you had Joe Biden and uh, he he sent out he dispatched uh, his administration, uh, Alejandro Mayorkas and Antony Blinken. Uh, he's dispatched them to Mexico to meet with Mexico's president. And the reason why they were supposed to meet with Mexico's president was to theoretically and just so everybody knows, I know that this whole thing is a ruse. But the whole point was so that they could meet with Mexico's president and say, we need your help in dealing with all of this illegal immigration. We need your help in stopping this illegal immigration. And you know what he did? Luis Abrador, the president of Mexico, you know what he did? Before they even sat down, he said, oh, it's going to get a lot worse. It's going to intensify the illegal immigration. It is not going to get any better. It's going to get a lot worse, actually. That's what he said. There's a caravan of 6,000 migrants heading north towards our border right now. And 10,000 are crossing the border every single day. And so, yeah, Robert, you have every reason to be worried. You have every reason to be upset. And I think that there there are probably, well, I know there for a fact, there's millions of Americans who feel exactly like Robert does. One of them is the mayor of Chicago, a Democrat. The technical support that we receive from the federal government, we appreciate that. Uh, work authorization to put people on a pathway to sustainability, I certainly appreciate that. And without real significant um, investment from our federal government, it won't just be the city of Chicago that won't be able to maintain this mission. Mm-hmm. It's the entire country that is now at stake. But in no way um, what the state of Texas is doing um, is helping the cause. As much as we recognize that there are challenges, significant challenges at the border, and we do need real substantive immigration reform and policies that allow us um, to have a structure and a pathway Mm -hmm. um, to citizenship. But again, sending buses all over the state of Illinois and all over the country is reckless and, quite frankly, is dangerous. So he's putting, uh, of course, Greg Abbott, the governor for the state of Texas, on full blast, but barely mentions... Joe Biden. And so that is Chicago Mayor Brandon Johnson. And he is basically now echoing what Eric Adams has to say about Governor Greg Abbott. And it's interesting because whether it is, uh, you know, Johnson in Chicago or Greg Adams, I should say, uh, Eric Adams out of New York. They're all complaining about the massive influx of illegal aliens or migrants that are being shipped into um, into their cities. But listen to these numbers. New York, 160,000. Chicago, 34,000. Denver, 30,000. You know, that's really not a whole heck of a lot when you look at the millions that are coming across our southern border. So I I would ask Eric Adams or this uh, mayor out of um, Chicago, Brandon Johnson, 
what are you complaining about? Look at the overall picture of what your party has done to America. Chicago Mayor Brandon Johnson. In no way what the state of Texas is doing is helping the cause. So try to follow the logic because because the mayor there says uh, follow the logic. Or, you know, they're they're not helping the cause. Well, what is the cause? Because if the cause is to protect America's sovereignty, well, okay, that's what Greg Abbott is trying to do is protect our sovereignty. You, Chicago mayor, New York mayor, Denver mayor, are not trying to protect our sovereignty. Hell, you threw out the welcome mat. And so the problem that we have is that we have rampant illegal immigration. So to stop all of that illegal immigration, Texas and Greg Abbott put up barriers. On land and across the Rio Grande and Biden used activist judges to tear down those barriers. So what does the mayor of Chicago mean when he says that Greg Abbott is not helping the cause? What cause? In no way what the state of Texas is doing is helping the cause. My cause, I would say to the Chicago mayor, Brandon Johnson. My cause is America's sovereignty. What is your cause? Because you're saying that Greg Abbott isn't helping the cause. Greg Abbott wants to protect our sovereignty, wants to protect Americans. What is your cause, Chicago Mayor Brandon Johnson? He also said, by the way, that his city is not built for this kind of crisis. And again, you should have thought of that before you decided that you were a sanctuary city. Now, the Chicago mayor, this is from the Daily Wire. The Chicago mayor began impounding buses that do not adhere to certain restrictions that include a 48 hour arrival notice. See, that's what he did is he put these restrictions on Governor Greg Abbott. So what did Abbott do? Because the Chicago mayor started impounding those buses, he started flying migrants into Chicago. And as I said uh, earlier in the broadcast, I don't know if they can impound uh, airplanes. I have no idea. But New York Mayor Eric Adams also is out there calling out uh, Texas Governor Greg Abbott. Just last week, 14 buses arrived in a single day, the most ever recorded by officials at our intake center. Right. So, again, 14 buses. You've got maybe 100 people per bus. That's 1,400, 1,500 buses, uh, 1,500 migrants, whatever it is. But compare that to the tens of thousands that are coming in daily, the millions that have come in since Joe Biden took office. And, and, and before I play this next soundbite, I want you to think about this. Really think about what is going on these days at the southern border. And Robert, this is why, you know, the guy that called a few minutes ago, Robert, this is why you are losing sleep over this. We've got cartels bussing bad guys and and millions of people over time to the southern border, and they're just crossing over. These same cartels are sending drugs across the border as well, drugs that kill Americans. We've got the Mexican government aiding in the illegal immigration of millions into our country. That has been a story that has come up over the last several weeks, but it's been going on for a long time. Migrants are saying that representatives from the Mexican government are actually aiding and abetting, 
bringing them to the border, bringing them within walking distance to the border or giving them little little pamphlets with coordinates on how to get in, how to sneak into our country. Yet Alejandro Mayorkas and Antony Blinken, who absolutely know that this is going on. Go to see the Mexican president like he's actually going to help. So if you have all that, this is what Eric Adams had to, has to say now about how New York needs an orderly process. To provide 32 hours notice in advance of their arrival into New York City. To make sure we have sufficient staffing, we are also requiring that these charter buses arrive only between 8.30 a.m. and 12 p.m. Wow. Monday through Friday. Right. And to only drop off passengers at one spot unless directed otherwise by New York City emergency management. Wouldn't it be nice if Texas and the rest of the border states could put those kinds of restrictions that Eric Adams are calling for? 866-90-RED-EYE is the phone number. 866-907-3339. Lines open for your calls. 866-90-RED-EYE on Red Eye Radio. Red Eye Radio. I want to say hello very quickly to Scott in Illinois on Red Eye Radio. Scott, thanks for calling in. Go ahead, sir. Yeah. My problem is with uh, Brandon Johnson. I live in southern Illinois, and Brandon Johnson is a fool. He blames the violence. He blames everything on Trump. And he's blaming uh, the governor of Texas for bringing people to to Chicago when they're a sanctuary city. Yeah. What did Johnson think was going to happen? Well, Scott, let me ask you uh, You this. You're you're in, Scott, let me ask you, you're in in 20 seconds or less. You're in Southern Illinois. Have you thought about joining the exodus away from Illinois and going to maybe a Florida or Tennessee or some other place? Yeah, I have, but I have grandchildren and children here that aren't going to move. And, you know, I feel a connection with my parents and everything. The yeah. problem is, it's Chicago is bringing us down, and Brandon Johnson is one of the problems. All right, and with that, Scott, I thank you. I wish you the best of luck. Thanks for listening to Red Eye Radio. This is Red Eye Radio on Westwood One. John brings his skewed sense of humor. Jeff brings tips to cut strokes off your next round. Together, it's those weekend golf guys. They'll pay a lot of money to PXG and Titleist and Callaway and on and on and on. Right? How many yards do you think you're going to pick up with that extra? I think I can get an extra 5 to 10. What if I give you 15 to 20? <laughs> you pay me more. Jeff Smith right? teaches on the sliding scale. <laughs> those weekend golf guys, the podcast, part of the Believe Network. Just search B-L-E-A-V on YouTube or wherever you listen.
The Bigger Pockets portfolio of podcasts are worthy of your investment. We're having a real conversation as real real estate investors. New episodes available every day. It's important to buy where it makes money and not necessarily where you want to travel to. Bigger Pockets on the market, rookie real estate or money podcast. The purpose of flipping is to create more cash so then you can reinvest into other types of properties. The Bigger Pockets podcast on YouTube or wherever you listen.